Welcome to Mission Matters, celebrating the people and initiatives that embody the Jesuit tradition of St. Louis University. Celebrating what matters in the 200-year-old mission that is SLU. Brought to you from the Office of Mission and Identity. Did you ever stop to wonder about the Christian tenet that God became a human being? Sometimes I wonder why on earth God would ever decide to join this imperfect community. There was certainly no benefit in it from God's point of view. He sent his son, Jesus, into the human community. And what did the human community end up ultimately doing to this God-man? We rejected him, and then we killed him. Incarnation is a mysterious concept. Why would God decide to take on the human community? Why would God decide to become one of us? Literally, one of us? There's only one explanation. Out of love. God could not resist total union with creation. And total union meant taking on the totality of that creation. Taking on the imperfect world. Taking on even the sinfulness of our human reality. What would motivate God to do this? Only love. Love motivates. Love creates. Love unites. And love ultimately redeems. So welcome back to Mission Matters. This is Sister Virginia, and I am so happy to welcome today Tom Hare and Susie Kickham to talk about Casa Belize and just anything and everything you have to um, share with us today. So, Tom, you are the Belize coordinator in our office, the Office of Mission and Identity. And Susie, you're a soon-to-be graduating senior, Yes. right? Yes. Very yes. good. So tell us a little bit about each of yourselves, what the immersion trip to Belize is, what Casa Belize is. Yeah, so like Sister Virginia said, my name is Susie Kickham. I am a senior studying philosophy and psychology. And my first trip to Belize was um, in the winter of 2019. So last year, I had the opportunity to go and be a teaching assistant for an ethics class um, with one of my great faculty mentors um, in philosophy, Dr. Biabal. And while I was there, I was able to do some research as well in community development. And then I was able to go back to Belize um, that summer and work with students in St. Martin de Porres Parish. So how long were you there last summer? So last summer I was there for two weeks and then the previous time I was there for two weeks as well. So total of four weeks. And is there a plan to go back? I would love to go back um, at some point. We'll see, but I absolutely love the community and um, would love nothing more than to continue relationships with, with people there in some capacity. So right. I think someday for sure. But uh, we'll see when that day is. So. Okay. So you're graduating with what degree? Like, what are your plans after graduation? That is a great question. Uh, <laughs> it's a terrible question. I will, I will let you know when I find out. Um, I, I know long term I want to work with um, systems of education or um, in community development. You know, I, I'm not sure what next year will, will hold quite yet. I've applied to a couple different programs and teaching and, and other things, but Ultimately, um, my hope is to take a couple years um, to really do immersion and service type of work and then go to graduate school in philosophy of education or something of that nature. So I'm going to probe that a little bit. Yeah. So was your experience in Belize a catalyst for that direction or was it a confirmation of that direction or neither? It, I would say it was a confirmation. I'm involved with a student group called the Overground Railroad to Literacy 
Um, so we student, tutor students in um, the North St. Louis community, and I, I've been heavily involved in that since my freshman year. Um, and that was really the catalyst for my interest in education. Um, but going to Belize and interacting with the students at St. Martin's um, and, and even at St. John's and just like getting to see what the community style really education was like there confirmed my interest. So, All right, Tom, let's turn it to you. All right, let's do that. So first of all, I just came to learn that CASA, out of CASA Belize, stands for Community Academics spirituality, and what's the last A? Adventure. Oh, (laughs) perfect. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about your experience with Belize, what what it means to be the Belize coordinator? Well, I'm actually a a double Billiken, so I did my undergrad here and uh, my PhD as well. Um, And during my time as a student, I studied in Casa de la Solidaridad, which is a program in El Salvador. And that experience shaped and formed me more than any experience I had in college. And uh, that led me to, through my my career path, and I ended up working for a number of NGOs, especially in international development, and seeing how what Susie mentioned, this idea of relationships is so fundamental to that work. But that perspective was so ingrained in me from my experience in the CASA in El Salvador that other people maybe didn't have that opportunity in college. Mm-hmm. And as years have gone by, I've reflected on that. My wife also studied in that program. We found each other afterwards, and so we have that shared experience. And it's always been something that we, that's our, our North Star a little bit, is knowing that, that those relationships exist. We still go back and visit the communities that we worked with 20 years ago and see the work that they've done, how they've been empowered over the years not by anything that we've done, but just by being present with students from the U.S. and how powerful that can be for everyone involved. And so my wife and I have always talked about how we wanted to be able to provide that for other people. We want our kids to have that opportunity. And as the years have gone by, different programs similar to this have come and gone. But uh, one of the things that, that happened here at SLU is that we've had this long-term relationship with St. John's College. We're part of the same province as Belize since the late 1800s. Jesuit province. Jesuit province. So the same group of Jesuits are coming and going from St. Louis and Belize City. And there's just been this long-term tie, decades worth of, of students from Belize coming up and finishing their four-year degree here at SLU. So there's this great foundation to do something like this. And Father Chris Collins actually came up at one point, we were discussing what could be, and he said, well, you know, what about a CASA, given the experience that Santa Clara had in El Salvador, that uh, USF had in the Philippines, LMU in Argentina? Honestly, I dismissed it. I said, oh, I don't know. That's, you know, something that other people have done and tried, and it just doesn't make sense. But every time I went down to Belize and every time I met people and talked with people, it started to make more and more sense. And I saw what he meant by the fact that these relationships are everlasting and that we can really build off of those to provide our students with the experiences like what Susie's talking about of getting down there, you know, for two weeks at a time. And then we now have about 40 students a year who are going down for these shorter term immersion experiences from across the university, social work, business, PT, OT. You name it, students are going down for these experiences. And we see that as a great catalyst to say, okay, what if we were able to open it up and provide them the opportunity to be down there for an entire semester Mm -hmm. through the CASA program? And 
how much deeper could they go in that time? So that's what we're working on. We're trying to get that up and going. Okay. So the difference between the immersion program, which is over one of the academic breaks, and the CASA program is that CASA would be a full semester and total collaboration with St. John's down there? That's right. Yeah. I guess we should say the students live in the residence on campus uh, and they take half of their classes from St. John's College faculty and half from SLU faculty. So they get the experience on both ends, a, a real rigorous academic experience on both ends. But what we do with the SLU faculty is we really use two days per week. They're out in the communities. They're at the Jesuit grade school. They're at the parish. They're out at the prison working with environmental conservation groups. And they enter these, these communities not as service providers or volunteers, but really as learners. They enter humbly as learners and the idea is that we empower the community members to serve essentially as adjunct faculty for our students to teach them about their reality. And then the students bring that back into a praxis seminar for three credit hours. And then they also have social justice, ethics, Caribbean society and culture classes, and then a number of electives they choose from outside from within uh, St. John's College. So. It's a real full experience by the time you're out two days per week in a community and then you still have your 15 hours of credit that you're doing, but you're trying to bring in that experience in the community into all of your other coursework. Yeah, so it's not just a study program. That's right. Community Academic Spirituality Adventure. That's right. Wow, and the CASA Belize kicks off when? Fall 2020, so this August, our first cohort of students will be coming down. Great, and they're chosen already? They are. We are uh, just reading through applications right now, and people will be notified by the time this airs. Excellent. So are they, do you have to be a SLU student to apply to this? You do not need to be a SLU student to study at Casa Belize. As a matter of fact, we have agreements with a number of other Jesuit universities and colleges to send their students down to Belize through Casa as well. So I think that's one of the great things. It was one of some of my best friends from undergrad are the friends I made at CASA, and they're from Boston College, Regis, Seattle U, across the country. And that's just a great way to mix and mingle and and meet students from other Jesuit colleges and universities. Uh One thing that's surprising, the number of people when you go around and talk about Belize, that it's always important to clarify that it's actually an English-speaking country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, although it's in Central America, it, it throws people off that mm-hmm. it's really this unique mix of cultures, of languages, uh, because of its geography and because of its history. The official language is English, but about 50, a little over 50% of the population speaks Spanish as their first language at home. Okay. Um, and then there's a large population of Maya-speaking indigenous people, uh, Griffina, there's Creole, there's actually a, a large Mennonite community, so German is really? also there. It's How about that? It, it's unbelievable the mm-hmm. the diversity in the country. Not only of people, and then you get into the, the geography between the yeah. the sea, the keys, which are the islands off the coast, the barrier reef, and the jungle. That's where the adventure part comes in. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I I wonder, or I guess one of the concerns as somebody who might be considering applying for that kind of a program would be, do I have to speak Spanish? And the answer there would be no. No. But the great thing is if you want to practice your Spanish and work on your Spanish, some of our learning sites are what we call our practice sites where students spend two days per week are primarily Spanish-speaking areas. So Mm -hmm. there's a a large number of refugees from um, 
Central America that came up during the war in the 80s, especially El Salvador, and have formed a community uh, not too far from Belize City, as well as recent arrivals that are in Belize City and speak Spanish. Wow. I think the just the warmth of the Belizeans generally, and especially the kids, is, is unbelievable and unmatched, really. I think I've spent a lot of time in Central America and all, whether it's El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, wonderful people, wonderful friends, but the Belizeans take it to a different level, I mm-hmm. think. Their hospitality, their care, their their welcoming spirit is unbelievable. We just came back from a retreat this past weekend with a number of, of people from St. Martin's, the parish and grade school there, St. John's College, and about 20 of us that came down from St. Louis as well. And you would have thought we'd known each other forever. Some of us knew each other from before, but for the most part, everyone came together, and it was just unbelievable to see the energy that came from that group. And so that's really energizing. It's almost like you have a community before you even know each other. That's right. That's very unique and pretty awesome. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go back to you, Susie, and tell me something about um, how your experience in Belize energized you, motivated you, inspired Mm. you. Can you give an anecdote or a story about something that for you just captures why it was so meaningful? Oh, man, so many. (laughs) Um, So one that I I can think of off the top of my head. um, So I spent um, actually both trips I was there. I spent some time in um, St. Martin's, the elementary school in Belize, and um, I worked with students there, um, did some like kind of one-on-one tutoring, but uh, the first time I was there, I kind of just sat in and observed the classroom, and when the kids were doing activities, I would join in and things of that nature, and there was one student in particular that just, she just had like a sparkle in her eye. Like she just was like, you could tell she had this energy about her. Destiny was her name. Yes. So the whole persona fit that name, everything. But she was really, she was, you could tell that she was like a very like high energy person, but like upon meeting her, like she's very reserved at the same time. So she would kind of like shyly, like bashfully, like look at me and like smile and like whatever. And at one point, I, we were at recess and she was sitting by herself and I was like talking to her, like getting to know her. And I was like, well, what do you like to do? And she says, well, I like to sing. And I was like, oh, well, do you want to sing? And she was like, sure. And then she just, she belts out, this girl is on fire by Alicia Keys, like just (laughs) belts it. And, um, that, I mean, that was such a small anecdote, but it was like one like small experience where I had just gotten to Belize, or I guess I had been there for like a week at that point, but I just joined the St. Martin's community at that point. And her being able to share that with me, right, and be vulnerable with me in that sense, and also like pull me in with that type of energy was really beautiful. And actually, when I went back the second time to Belize, I I saw her again. And she was like, I know you. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, you're the singer, right? And she and then we just sang this girl is on fire. Like, (laughs) The whole day. Anytime I saw her, we would just belt it. So that's just one small anecdote. But like like Tom said, I mean, the warmth of the community, it, it's really unmatched. Um, and I think a lot of it is just rooted in viewing your community members as family members. And it, it doesn't really seem like there's really that delineation between this is my family, this is your family, right? Like, for the most part, it seems like We're you're family. in my community. We're family. I, I will watch out for you. So... That's beautiful. So that kind of exemplifies for me a phrase you said a minute ago, which 
it's really kind of powerful. You talked about the community in Belize as being an adjunct professor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the idea is to empower those communities to tell their stories, to share their experiences, and really help them recognize the fact that they have a lot to offer their own community and others that come down to visit to share that and be to be mm-hmm. open to that. And it's, it is amazing to see over in the, the experience in El Salvador, for example, the woman, Angelica, who ran the, the small feeding program where I was placed as a student for the semester. She, she started off when I was there as a student. It was maybe the second year she'd done this. And she was very quiet, very reserved. And it was, it was almost difficult to have a conversation with her. But then over the years, when we would go back and we visit a number of times and even up till last fall when we last saw her and she's a completely different person she is the one that then welcomes the students in that organizes the community that's really the voice for the community that recognizes the needs and helps meet the needs of the community there and it's, it's so powerful to see how she had that within her the whole time and it was just when people started paying attention to her and listening to her and her story that she felt empowered to really take charge and really become a leader in her community. It's just unbelievable. The power of listening to somebody and saying to somebody by how you treat them, you belong, yeah. you matter. It's this idea of, of solidarity, real solidarity, that I think distinguishes Jesuit education from a lot of other education, right? Anyone can train an engineer a social worker, a sociologist. But what we really are trying to do is go a little bit beyond that, right, and help people discover discover others, discover relationships, what really matters in the world at the end of the day, and to, to help students discover their true vocation. I think, you know, not everyone who goes to this program is going to come out and be a social worker or an educator, right? I have friends that did the program in El Salvador who work for the government in different capacities that are, are very unique. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, and others that work for Google, others that work f- for foundations in the private sector all over across the board. But the thing that joins all of us is this shared experience that we had. And I know that the decisions that they make are informed by their experience there. And I think it's a great thing to have Jesuit-educated men and women for others in solidarity in all these positions across the world that have this real rooted experience with a community in a different place. We can do this in St. Louis, but and I get that question a lot. Why not do it in St. Louis? I think that's a valid question. But there's something about being displaced and in a different culture and outside of your comfort zone that really makes you much more open to these mm-hmm. experiences. I feel I can feel it myself that Um, after years of living abroad, I'm a different person when I'm abroad than when I'm here. Whether that's better or worse can be debated, Mm -hmm. but there is something about being a little bit unstable that makes you really vulnerable and open and it really has a deeper, deeper impact on you. And vulnerability opens us up to the parts of ourselves that we otherwise wouldn't let other people see, and that's for good or for bad. When the defenses are down and those vulnerabilities show up in community, that's exactly. the opportunity to really love one another. Right? And I think um, Tom touched on this really well. One thing that's special about the Casa Belize Study Abroad program 
is that it is an intentional community, right? And so not just in the sense that you have people um, from Jesuit universities that are staying with you and that you're seeing every day and you're living with, right? But you are living as the community in Belize is living too. You know, you could do other study abroad programs where you see the world in, in different capacities, right? But you can also hit a Taco Bell, right, on mm-hmm. a night out or something of that nature. But in Belize, you, you eat the food the community eats. You sometimes have to manipulate your language skills the way other people um, communicate. You have to be vulnerable and process those tougher experiences because, I mean, you're doing 15 credit hours, practice sites, like you're going to have a lot to process, a lot to go through. You're going to see some tough stuff. And so what I think is really special about CASA in particular, which is why it's perfect that it's in the wonderful community of Belize, is that it is so intentional with immersion and accompaniment and really, really building relationship. That's one of the one of the quotes I I was referring back to as I was thinking about this was uh, from Dean Brackley, who was a Jesuit that went down to El Salvador after the Jesuits were martyred in, in the late 80s. And he was there for the rest of his life until a few years ago when he passed away. But he talks about this idea of being ruined for life. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And he talks. He says that you have to have the courage to lose control, have the courage to feel useless, have the courage to listen, have the courage to receive, have the courage to let your heart be broken, have the courage to feel, have the courage to fall in love, and have the courage to get ruined for life. And that's really it is that ruin for life, but then what, with what Susie was saying is Ignatian pedagogy and Ignatian spirituality give us the tools to put those things back together again, right, in a much stronger way than you would have realized before. And I'll be the first one to say you probably, some people will feel that right away while they're in country, while they're having this deep experience. Others that are slower learners like myself it might take a decade to realize what that whole, the enormity of that experience was. And I'm still realizing that. And I don't think I I did fully grasp it for at first. The impact? For, yeah, the impact of that it had on me, really until I was with other colleagues out in the real world, looking at some of these challenging problems of crime and violence, which is the focus of most of my research, and seeing that I had a completely different focus, right or wrong, than a lot of the other people that were working on it. It was really informed by my, by my experience at the CASA. I didn't just see it as a problem solution. I saw it as a, as an issue dealing with, with vulnerable people and, and their realities. As a community. That's and, my community. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So that quote, that's a gorgeous quote. We might have to ask for that in writing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, as you were saying it and got to the end, ruined for life, what you're talking about there, what he's talking about there seems to me to be falling in love. That's right, because it does strange things to you, right? Yeah, and you can't necessarily see it coming. You certainly can't control it or predict it. But when it happens, when you fall in love with a community or with a person or with a concept or a faith, it ruins you for life. There's no going back. You can't unknow it. You can't unexperience it. And I think that's the beauty and the grace of it. That's right. kind of awesome. And it's funny. I, I don't know if this is going to connect or not, but that's what the incarnation is, right? You know, like, why would God ever take on this reality of being human? Mm-hmm. Why would you yes. do that? There's no benefit to it mm-hmm. for God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ruined for life. 
you know, you take it on because you love. That's mm. what you do. You come into, you came into this imperfect community of people who really didn't accept him very well. And he can't be successful in most gauges of success. And yet it was through that taking on of our experience that love came alive. Right. right? Compassion. Compassion. You suffered with us. Yeah. So it kind of sounds like that's what's happening here with Casa Belize. <laughs> In a microcosm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it is. It's just such a unique experience. I think there's a great opportunity for students to explore the world in any study abroad program. But this is really geared towards people that want to do something a little bit different and go a little bit deeper and a little bit further. Um, and I think I had the great fortune of, of studying both in Madrid, at SLU Madrid, as well as in the CASA program. And I think they're both wonderful experiences for their own reasons. And so that's what we hope to offer to students. And I think I think it really distinguishes SLU. And that's one of the, the things that keeps me going is the outreach that we've received from other Jesuit colleges and universities of saying we're really glad to see SLU taking this on. And I think that's something that that we need to recognize is, is a great responsibility, too, that this is something that that isn't available every day to students, and so we should make it as available as possible. Any last remarks or comments? Anything we missed? I think maybe I would just say quickly, um, I, I think a big part in the past year of my life that I've been kind of wrestling with with my faith is how important wonder and awe is in my faith and and just in my life and having hope in my life, right? And I think Belize brings that in a number of ways. And I think one of those ways that maybe we haven't talked about in depth yet is the incredibly diverse and really just majestic landscape Uh um, throughout Belize. I mean, the caves, the Caribbean Sea, the coral reef, the jungle, um, it really is so awe-inspiring. And for me, I that was a really moving experience for me as well. How beautiful well. it was. Right. You have, you have that kind of wonder, and then you have the wonder of meeting, you know, a little girl named Destiny who has the voice of Aretha Franklin. Like, I mean, and then you have the wonder of meeting an older woman who teaches you how to make fry jacks, which is like Belizean Belizean dish. It's just, I mean, it's everywhere. It really is ingrained in the the country of Belize. And so that's something I want people to know too, just because I think, I don't know, I don't, I I think sometimes people perceive, oh, it's a CASA program, like it's a service program, I'm going to go there and serve. But like, you are receiving so much from that experience. If if not, like the whole experience is learning and a lot of it is fun too <laughs> so um just to recognize that and the wonder that exists there it's a great word wonder yes i think just the, the nuts and bolts a little bit of so we're possibly is a semester-long study abroad program offered in both fall and spring and we will do summer programs as well especially for those in some of the health sciences and other disciplines that's harder to get away for a semester and then the just the reminder that it's the CASA is really community in two aspects, community in terms of intentional living, like we talked about, and community engagement through the experiential learning two days per week, the academics of taking a full course load and really integrating the experience in the community in the, that academic experience to go a little bit deeper. Spirituality is, is really an invitation, as it is here on campus, an invitation uh, to use the tools 
of faith, uh, especially nation spirituality, and make sense of it. Um, and meeting students where they're at, obviously open to all faith traditions. And then the adventure piece um, that we've talked about of, of being able to explore the country from the ruins, the jungle, the caves, the reef. Um, it's just such a beautiful country full of beautiful people, so people can check that out while they're That's there. Great. More information can be found mm-hmm. by Googling Casa Belize Slough. There's a nice website there with a little introductory video where you Great, Susie stars in that as well. <laughs> yeah, um, and they can email. There's an email address on there. Go abroad at slu.edu, and that will get to the right people. And they can follow us on Instagram at b casa belize. Very good, b e casa belize. That's right. Okay. Well, this has been fantastic. I hope. I hope to get to Belize. Yeah, yeah we'll have to have you down. Next, yes. we'll, we'll record one in Belize. I next. think we need to do our podcast down here. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there are going to be um, pictures, and we'll put a link to that website where the podcast is housed, too. Great. So that'll be good. All right. Well, thank you very much, sister. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Tom and Susie, for being with us. Um, it's wonderful always to learn how the mission is alive and well out there at SLU. And here at Mission Matters, we're celebrating all the people and initiatives at SLU where what we are all about is the mission. So thank you for being with us and God bless. Amen. <laughs> <laughs>